Hey everybody, welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Or Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. We are back with another edition of the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As always, I am your host, Justin Michael. Excited to talk a little CSU football, even though the Rams or the Aggies, whatever you want to call them, because they were wearing the pumpkin and alfalfa uniforms coming off of a 41-35 loss to Toledo at home. This was a game that was pretty dejecting for CSU fans overall. Mostly just because of the defensive effort. I think everyone expected there to be some bumps with the offense, and there were. Patrick O'Brien overall had an up-and-down night, really struggled with some intermediate throws, some throws between the sticks, was missing low constantly. Bobo talked about on Monday how much of that had to do with his his footwork, and he feels that nerves played a big factor in that, and I think that's fair. I mean, he's playing in his first you know, legitimate football. It's he he played some garbage time for Nebraska one game, but his first career start, his first legitimate football since high school in the game. O'Brien finishes thirty-two of fifty-two for four hundred and five yards, one touchdown, one interception. Also had a rushing touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely didn't look like the Colin Hill led CSU offense, but he got this team within you know a yard and a half. Of, of winning they they threw that hail mary after completing a couple of successful plays on the drive with only you know like 30 seconds left on the clock so that was impressive to see him run the two minute drill the way that he did or really the one minute drill I guess would be the situation that they were in but overall a decent a decent showing from Patrick O'Brien I think he'll get better as he gets more comfortable in the offense and as they move forward the the unfortunate thing is he might have to do it with some of CSU's best weapons. Mike Bobo confirmed on Monday at the press conference that 
uh, excuse me, that Warren Jackson is doubtful for this game. Not 100% sure on what his injury is yet. It wasn't fully disclosed, but based on Twitter, I think it's a shoulder injury. Uh, His aunt actually posted a picture that she sent at both Kevin Lytle and I, so hopefully Warren is able to to get healthy quickly. They're going to need him. He obviously had a monster game before he got hurt, 12 catches for 132 yards, one touchdown. I mean, he's been as consistent as it gets all year, been really great. Along with him, really, really strong showing from Marvin Kinsey, 23 carries for 246 yards, 10.7 yards per carry, two touchdowns, a 74-yard touchdown. I mean, his ability to to make the big play has been awesome for this offense. It's it's really been fun to watch. Bobo told us after that game that Kinsey actually separated or, you know, I don't know if he actually separated. He he injured his shoulder and, and missed most of most of practice that week, but was still able to come out and gut it out for a 246-yard career performance. Really just an amazing day for Marvin. He really kept the offense in it in the third quarter uh, when, when Bryant Kobach was running wild for Toledo. Kinsey was able to respond with some really big really big runs in that second half. And when he's hot, he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. Obviously the fumbles have been a little bit frustrating this season or flat out frustrating. I don't need to qualify a little bit. It's been frustrating the turnovers, but man, is he impressive in the open field? He is just a gifted runner. When he gets going, he's really, really hard to keep up with. And what I've really been impressed with more than anything has been his vision. He's been patient. He's, he's waited for holes to develop. He's, waited for his guys to you know set the edge and then he uses his speed to beat it he's one of those guys where he doesn't have to hit the gas right as the right as he's handed the football you know he can kind of wait for it to develop some somewhat like Le'Veon Bell I don't think he's quite as patient as like that I've, I've never really seen a running back that is willing to just you know kind of oh, hang behind the line of scrimmage quite as much as Le'Veon Bell but Marv, Marvin Kinsey's his vision has been phenomenal unfortunately he is doubtful this weekend at Utah State, already going to be a really hard game. Rams are going to be 20-plus point underdogs when it's all said and done. I don't really see that line getting any better for them. Utah State, really solid defense. They got a defensive-minded coach combined with probably the best quarterback in the conference in Jordan Love. I mean, I I still think Colin Hill has a strong argument for that, but statistically you can't really argue against what Jordan Love has has been able to do, and he's won a lot of ball games. So, really going to be a hard game for CSU without Marvin Kinsey, without Warren Jackson. Not officially, you know, they're they're not out at this point. They're doubtful, but we'll see. I don't think the Rams are. I don't think the staff is going to want to push it with them just because of how important they are. You know, you'd rather them sit out one game, be able to come back for the rest of the season, than push it and hurt themselves further and end up missing long time along with those guys Ellison Hubbard he obviously left the game they didn't disclose what his injury is but at this point he is questionable for the for the game this weekend him and Toby McBride both CSU would really benefit from having those guys on the interior the the defensive line is I got to admit it's it's been quite curious to me why they have not been able to perform I just I don't I don't quite get it. I, I don't know where Emmanuel Jones and, and Devin Smith and some of these guys have been all season. Like it's, it's just astounding to me. The, 
the lack of pressure and I mean you're seeing it there's no they're not forcing turnovers they're not getting to the quarterback and the the worst part has just been how they've defended the run game I mean Bryant Kobach 19 carries 228 yards Guidani their quarterback also had 119 yards on the ground Shaquille Seymour their backup 70 yards really similar to that Arkansas game where they're just getting torched by anyone that has the football Kobach's touchdowns like all three of them I don't even think he got touched by a defender on any of them. I mean, you could have, it, it was incredible. He, it was like flag football out there. Just get him the ball on this, on the edge and he's gone. Not, not anybody within 10, 15 yards of him. Everybody's been, you know, complaining about the tackling, but there really hasn't been tackling. They didn't, they weren't even within the vicinity of, you know, they couldn't tackle him if they wanted to, they weren't anywhere near him. So I just, man, this defense has been, it's been real bad. And I actually, you know, I published a, a piece today for subscribers talking about how I think it's time for CSU to make a change. Um, if you're not a subscriber, this isn't a fire Mike Bobo piece. Sorry. If that lets you down, I actually say it's time for CSU to move on from defensive coordinator, John Jancic. Just in that piece, I kind of highlight how bad the defense has been in, in his time in 16 games. They've only given up less than 150 rush yards four times they're three and three and one in those games so obviously when they do it 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 makes a big deal they've only won four games total in that in that period three of them were games where they gave up less than 150 rush yards there is an argument that the the opponents in those games because it was western illinois new mexico and san jose state there's an argument that csu should always expect to beat those teams and you shouldn't really have to dive into the analytics of it but in those games, the Rams did hold them to less than 150 yards, and they won, so there is some kind of correlation there. I just, I don't really think you can defend Jancic at this point. I mean, the most damning thing about it is just how unprepared the defense has looked on a weekly basis. When you see him, when you see guys running out onto the field, like, seconds before it's snapped, it's just, it's every play. The guys are, they're unorganized. Nobody knows what they're doing. You see when it's snapped, people are still looking around like for their assignments. And the most the most frustrating thing about that, I think, for CSU fans is just that a lot of these guys are, are in year two in the system. You know, they, they should be getting more comfortable as weeks go on. And really, it feels like a lot of these guys are regressing. I mean, Rashad Ajayi has had a really rough season. He actually, I mean, he straight up got benched in that second half. For Keevan Bailey, they gave Keevan Bailey a lot of playing time in that second half because Rashad was kind of getting torched on the deep ball, and that's something he struggled with a lot this year. He's he's gotten beat over the top consistently, been flagged for a lot of pass interference calls. So they really need him to step it up because he's a phenomenal leader off the field. I mean, he's going to keep working. That I don't doubt that one bit. Rashad is a phenomenal kid, but they're just struggling right now all over the place and really that that trend that stems from the coaching and on the defensive side it just it has not been good enough for a long time really but especially on this John Jancic era I mean I think you can make an argument that the program has really regressed under Bobo as a whole but just given his contract and his relationship with Joe Parker I mean they're not gonna they're not gonna fire him this season I really don't even think they'll fire him before next season but so, I mean, you got to change something. And I argue that that something is moving on from Jancic. If you're a subscriber, definitely read it, check it out. Let me know what you feel. 
but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep talking CSU football. Uh, talk a little bit more about moving forward. Kind of gone over this Toledo game enough. We're gonna take just a quick moment to hear about our sponsor. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. If that sounds smooth and confident right now, it's because I've been drinking Breckenridge's newest release, Colorado Core. Some say it tastes like a cider. Some say it tastes like champagne. I just say it tastes like delicious. Pick up Colorado Core at any of your local liquor stores and let us know how it tastes. CSU football announced today that the kickoff time for homecoming against San Diego State will be 8 p.m. That game will be televised nationally on ESPN2. That game is Saturday, October 5th. Um, yeah, another late start for CSU. So I don't really, I, I, I imagine some fans are probably frustrated by another late kickoff. You know, they're trying to appeal to the West Coast audience, given that they're playing San Diego State. You throw it on 8 p.m. on ESPN2, you can catch some of that California audience. So not really shocking that it's a late kickoff. I think a lot of us kind of expected it. Would have been nice to get like a 5 p.m. instead of an 8 p.m. just with how long these games are. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of attendance you get at that game because a lot of people buy homecoming tickets like months in advance. Like my family always comes up for homecoming. They visit my little brother who's in school and they talk, you know, they come see us. We have dinner and all that. But I mean, they buy tickets like the minute they go on sale and have to book hotel like a year in advance so it's it's a big it's a big deal there there will be a lot of people there I'm sure regardless Rams also wearing those those white helmets with the traditional logo on the side breaking out the new new swag before the state pride later in the year but yeah I'll be I'll be curious the the students have showed up they they there weren't a ton of people there for western illinois but that wasn't shocking they showed up for ag day i mean it was a really it was a really full crowd i know it definitely thinned out a lot by the end of the third quarter fourth quarter especially but i mean with an 8 30 kickoff basically 8 20 kickoff and a two and a half hour first half i mean these games they are too long look at how much time is wasted with people just standing around waiting for TV. I mean, it's it's ridiculous how long college football games are. And until they figure out a way to improve the pace of play, attendance is not going to improve. And it's it's not a CSU issue. You see it across the country. Look at Florida State. Florida State has won a national championship in this decade. And there are pictures all over Twitter of empty Florida state games, because if you don't win, people don't stay. They don't show up in the first place. And if they do show up, they, they sure as hell aren't going to stay. These games are too long, like five hours. That's a crazy commitment. As much as, as much as we want the CSU students to be fully invested in athletics, you can't really expect them to be at the moment. None of the teams have won in a while. And it's a you know it's a results business what have you done for me lately they haven't won a whole lot lately if you're a freshman or sophomore all you've seen is misery i mean even if you're a junior like you got the excitement of 2017 the the stadium opening and stuff 
but even that team ended up losing to its rivals down the stretch, and that's pretty deflating. You know, you have the state pride game, end up choking against Boise State, and then you get rolled by Air Force and lose to Wyoming on the road. So, like, there just hasn't been a lot for them to get excited about, and the truth is is they're, they're really not as invested in college athletics as a whole. Just society is not. Students certainly aren't. There are so many things to do in Fort Collins, and I mean, if it's if it's an issue everywhere, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bigger issue here. Just given that Colorado has so many fun things to do, Fort Collins is a poppin' place on the weekend. They want to go to Old Town. They want to go out with these eight thirty kickoffs. You know, at halftime, that's like basically eleven o'clock. That's the time to go to the bars. So you just gotta recognize that, like, that's that's how it's gonna be. That's that's how it is right now. If this was a winning team, maybe it would be a little bit different but they aren't. And so we just got to hope that they show up. And when they do, hopefully they stay. But if they don't, that's just part of the process. What are the excuses for, you know, the, the alumni that are leaving? There's just as many alumni, if not more than the students that leave. I mean, everyone leaves. These games are just too long. So I think it's a silly thing to attack the students for at this point. I mean, if it was like a situation where they just weren't showing up at all, they didn't show up for the showdown, they didn't show up for Ag Day, that'd be one thing. But they did show up, and they didn't get to see a thrilling game. It was really long. It was late. It's just how it goes. Like I, I wish that people were as obsessed as call it with college football as I was. I really do. That'd be great for me. I'm sure I'd have more. You know, it'd be. It would just be great. But the, the truth is, just like they have too many other things to do and this team isn't exciting enough. So hopefully they're able to win a couple of games and that'll get people excited again. That's just, that's just how this works. You win a couple of games, they'll show up and state pride and homecoming and some of these other things will help out rivalry games. Those always help. But right now we're in a, we're in a tough spot. They're one in three they're, They've really just been awful defensively, but eight more games got plenty of time to salvage the season obviously you could still make a bowl game technically i mean it's not out of the possibility when you watch this team give up 436 yards on the ground you don't really feel like that's possible but mathematically it's possible really tough schedule though really tough schedule against a lot of teams that can really run the football air force obviously i mean that's their bread and butter that's what they do when they watch that film from Saturday I'm sure they're licking their chops thinking you know we're gonna run all over these boys we're gonna they're not gonna be able to stop us Air Force has looked pretty dang good about against everyone that they've played they really had Boise State on the ropes last weekend and they just kind of couldn't finish drives their defense played great held the Broncos consistently and, and kept the game tight but yeah so I mean they're not the only one San Diego State obviously always has a strong running game Wyoming really only runs the football. They don't really have a vertical passing offense with Sean Chambers, their quarterback. He's a great athlete, had another 50-yard rushing touchdown against Tulsa. Uh, Wyoming ended up losing that game in the end, but he, you know, they just they run the football was my whole point. New Mexico, obviously, they're going to run the football. Fresno State, Utah State can run the football. They have better quarterbacks, same as Boise State. So those teams, I think, rely a little bit more on the passing. But every team that CSU has to face down the stretch – is going to try and run the football down their throat because CSU has not proven that they can stop it. And until they do, it's not going to change. That's really as simple as it gets. But I think that's enough uh, 
ang- not angry, but just ramblings about the defense for right now. I do want to remind everyone that basketball starts tomorrow, first practice of the season. Haven't really gotten a lot of information about it yet, but I imagine we'll be there. Hopefully we'll be there. Got to confirm some of that with CSU and stuff, but excited to see this young group. Um, you got a lot of talent coming back. Nico Carvacho coming back from his shoulder surgery. You know, he really played last year injured the entire time and still put up great numbers. So I'm just, I'm so excited to see what he can do fully healthy for the first time in quite some time. And you got Kendall Moore. He's still coming back. He's, I don't know if he's fully healthy yet. We will see a little bit tomorrow, I guess, but I saw Adam Thistlewood recently. He looked like he put on a ton of muscle. I'm hearing great things about Roddy, hearing great things about all the freshmen. So really excited for basketball and uh, shout out to Brianna Runnels, the CSU volleyball named offensive player of the week for the second consecutive week. CSU volleyball, they're unstoppable right now. They're just dominating, sweeping everyone. Really not even most, I mean, most of these matches aren't even that competitive. They're just, they're just beating everybody down. Really great start for CSU soccer as well. They had another couple of wins over the weekend. So just exciting, man. Exciting time for a lot of the other teams. I mean, I know football fans are, are dejected and a one in three start will do that to you, but there are other sports on campus to support as well. Football will always be there and you want to, you want to be there for them, even in these tough times, but there are other things to, to keep your spirits up on top of that. Just, just remember that exciting stuff happening this week with the site. Uh, I'm sure you've seen all the teaser videos. We blacked out the social media pages today getting real uh just showy with it you guys will you guys will like what you see i think we've got some cool changes coming and yeah i don't want to give away too much i mean we've hinted at this long i don't want to give it away now but excited for you guys to see that and yeah we'll be back all week i am going to logan utah this weekend so we will have coverage live from logan also have travel booked for albuquerque and Fresno as well, and then Laramie, obviously. That's a little bit of a different case with it only being like 65 miles. Although I I am not looking forward to that Laramie late November trip. Late kickoff, could be a lot of snow, could be kind of sketchy. We'll see. Don't need to worry about it quite yet, though. Anyways, we will be back with another edition of this podcast on Tuesday. Thank you to everyone that listens. Thank you to everyone that subscribes. Have a great week.